All right. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Mindful Athlete Podcast. Um, we've been gone for quite some time over the winter as we were setting up something really special for you guys. It's called the Athlete Academy. So if you guys have a chance, it launches Jen 15th. Yeah. Yeah. 15th. Yeah, right. Jen, who is um, doing a lot of the fueling for performance classes. Um, if you guys will see here in the Athlete Academy, please go onto the website. Make sure you sign up for updates, news updates, all of that stuff so we can keep you guys updated today. We have a really good friend of mine, um, Frank, and wave to every camera. <laughs> just wave to every camera. Um, Frank is actually how long have you been doing CrossFit? This March will mark three years. Wow. Okay, so you were how old when you started? Twenty, twenty-three. Just turned twenty-three when I started, and yeah, I mean it was sports and then fitness for that all before. And then how long ago did you start competing officially? Well, so two weeks after I started was the Open. Oh, so I you knew jumped right into it. from the start I wanted to compete, but... I feel like also, though, from what I know about you, and I mean, I've known you, what, we've known each other for two years now? Mm -hmm. Just about? Yeah, two years, because we moved here two years ago. Yeah. And ever since then, you are a glutton for punishment. Oh, yeah. I feel like, yeah. You're like, yeah, if it hurts, I'll go. Yeah. The more <laughs> suffering I can get, the better I feel after. In the middle of it, I question myself, but then it's like, I turn that off and I'm like... There's a switch. Yeah, you need to get out of here. Got it. Okay. So, when you first started, you had started into the week into the open. Fast forward three years later, you're now headed into fittest on the coast, right? Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that, that's a big achievement. Congratulations. Thank you. It was kind of unexpected. Mm -hmm. So when I had moved down to South Carolina for the brief span that I was there, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, how do I make friends? Okay, well, there's a massive competition and an online qualifier. I guess I could try throw my hat in the ring on that one. And I qualified for the actual event. Just, just, just off a whim. I, it's kind of like how you started CrossFit yeah. with the Open. It's just off a whim. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let's give it a shot. Okay. And I mean, it was, there were 2,000 people in my division. So it wasn't like a cakewalk or anything. I still oh, yeah. busted my butt, but I'm not going to just half-ass going into something. So. Right. Which that also has never sounded like you. You're not. No. If you're in, you're in. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. Gosh, that's just wild to me. I mean, but that also speaks to like the mind of an athlete. Like if you see competition, it's just like, it's like a, a switch flips and you mm -hmm. want to be part of it. Obviously did fairly well because you're going back. Did okay. 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 Did okay. <laughs> I will always be my harshest critic, but I could have done better in certain things. But yeah, it's, it was basically exactly like the open. It Ooh. was five weeks of online competition and you submit your score at the end of it all, everything comes together and you're mm -hmm. placed one through 2,000. Holy. Where did you place? 15th. Oh, okay. Yeah, you did all right. It's hold okay. on, hold on, hold on. You got 15th out of 2,000 people. And you're still, you're still like, oh, well, I did okay. Yeah. There were a lot of things in there that could have definitely turned the tables for me a little bit in the middle of the second workout. Okay. I tore about a third of all the skin off my hand and couldn't do pull-ups that well. So I just decided <laughs> okay. to bleed kind of all over the new gym I had just joined. 
Well, good. At so least you, was, you set your mark. Yeah. You know, you're like, this is my area. This is my spot. <laughs> okay. So that was interesting. And then there was a gymnastics heavy one where I was like, ah, I don't know how well I'm going to do on this, but I'm going to go for it. And I ended up finishing it. One of like 12, 13 people that finished it. So that was, that, that one saved me from like a heavy weightlifting one. There was a heavy squat queen and I know I'm not that strong at it. Okay. But. So you would say some of your weaknesses would fall into the weightlifting category? Easily. That's, okay. So for anyone listening to this, I, I have been working out around you in some form for the past two years. I think that you're really good at weightlifting, but that's also coming from someone who doesn't lift the amount that you lift. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I try really hard, mm-hmm. but gaining strength on certain things has always been my Achilles heel okay. because nutrition is not my best. Mm-hmm. I tend to work out way more than I eat, and I burn through so much muscle and everything. And so getting consistent is something I have to do, and I mean compared to athletes I see and want to get to their level, yeah. I have a lot of work to do. Okay, so yours is more of a mindset in comparison and not necessarily in where you've come from. Yes. Okay, do you feel like that helps you or hurts you? Yes and no. Ooh, okay, expand. <laughs> Explain. So, so yes, it hurts me because I never give myself the credit for as hard as I've worked. And no, because it always gives me a mental goal higher than what I've gotten to. Okay. So, okay, here, I I learned how to squat snatch. Okay, I squat snatch 135. Awesome. I had a competition. I hit 185. Like, there were good climbing things, but, like, I broke that 200 barrier, and I'm like, all right, where's that 225? So, oh. it's never, never settle mindset kind of thing. Okay. So, do you feel... It's, so we have, I have a lot of athletes, or I know a ton of athletes who have that same mentality, which is like, it's great for where I've gotten, but I have more to get to. Mm-hmm. And before you ever became a CrossFitter, obviously you were an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. You grew up in athletics. What was your main sport? Main sport was lacrosse. Okay. Um, lacrosse and football, that's all I did in high school. Tried to do baseball as well, but the coaches wouldn't let me switch between two practices. And then in college, I did. I was recruited for lacrosse, played it. Then I played a little bit of football, and ended up going more towards okay, I need to do something for my well-being. So instead of throwing my body at other people and getting injured left and right, I'm going to start working. And I'm going to ask a weird question because this is where I come from, which is the reason I had to stop playing sports competitively was because of two major concussions. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have concussions with lacrosse and football and all those? None diagnosed. Mm. So I've had two hits that I can remember the post hit, but not the hit because of how hard I kind of got my bell rung. There was a time I I scored a goal in lacrosse and... I didn't remember it because I got hit as I was releasing the ball, mm-hmm. and I woke up to my teammates picking me up off the ground. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Let's, let's go back in. Oh, we'll go. <laughs> um, for some reason, I was lucky enough to, to be good about my head and not injure it too much. 
Yeah. I tore my groin, and that is what ended it all for lacrosse. That was your big injury. Mm -hmm. But injuries are huge things for athletes, right? There's, I don't think I've ever met an athlete who hasn't at least had some form of an injury. Mm -hmm. How did you come back from it? Well, fear is a huge thing with injuries. Mm -hmm. What you did to injure yourself still has its place in your head. Mm -hmm. Recognizing that is huge. Right. Because if you ignore it, then your body's going to be hesitant. Yeah. Whether your mind says it is or isn't, you're your body's gonna be like, oh, okay, I opened up too fast before, let's not do that again. Mm. It's following your PT instructions, not getting into it too early. Like mm -hmm. right now, I'm I'm kind of injured. Mm -hmm. I fell on my AC joint and it's been bruised and it's been hurting significantly, mm -hmm. but gearing all of my workouts towards being away from my shoulders, yeah. minus the one I did yesterday to try and gear it towards seeing how I was. It's being able to be humble enough to stop doing everything. Like when we get in here, there's an RX planned workout. Okay, I can do all of the RX movements. Yeah. Is it going to benefit me? No. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. scale back, mm -hmm. take your shoulder out of it, maybe do more squats instead of push presses. So that's, that's really critical. I feel like for so many athletes to hear is that everyone thinks like, oh, all right, they see the board, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, I'm going RX today or I'm going RX plus. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what RX is, RX plus, it's the max, the workout from, or we say your goal is to get to, right? Yeah. It's the prescribed weight, movement, and reps that the workout is made for. Okay. So then... RX is what's, what's required, yes. what you should be doing, right? Mm -hmm. But RX is not easy. Right, there's so many times where I've come in and I look at the whiteboard and I'm like, dude, yeah. <laughs> that's that's not even in my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. However, even you, who's literally just got 15th place, 14th or 15th? 15th, 15th place out of 2,000 people knows that I, at times I have to scale. Yeah. Because you're looking for long-term success, mm -hmm. not short-term happiness. That's something that's really it's recent with development for me because okay. it was always bullheaded, just bash your head against the wall, go, go, go. When in reality, why do we, why do, we do this? Why do we work out? We want a longevity in life. We want to be all around healthy and we want to look better. Yeah, you want to look, look good. good. It's a confidence mm -hmm. thing. So me, it's, I know I'm not going to make it to my goals this year, next year, or the year after. Wow. There are five-year goals, there's 10-year goals, there's there's different things that I have in mind that I want to do, mm -hmm. but if I, like I also, it's that it goes back to that whole mentality I have with weightlifting. It's like, I see where I've come. Yeah. I know what compounding fitness over years does to you. Mm -hmm. Like it builds so well. Yeah. I know how it can go. If I go too hard now or I do something stupid and I can never use my shoulder again, done. That also means like, let's say one day you decide, and I mean, this is the thing with athletes. I don't think you ever stop being an athlete for your whole life. Even if you're out of shape, mm -hmm. you never stop being an athlete because being an athlete is a mindset, Yeah. right? I mean, we were here today and all of a sudden I walked in with all my camera gear setting up I saw everybody else working out and my brain was just like, we should do that too. 
Like there was this like internal. We need spot. to be moving. Yeah, we need to not be sitting here pretending like we're doing something. And I don't know, I feel like after athletes get injured, so much of it is like, well, I'm done being an athlete. But that's not true because being an athlete is a mindset. That was that was one of my biggest fears when I was going up to my lacrosse coach and telling him that I was done because of my groin injury, I was like, you know, I'm scared. I'm scared because fitness was always something to better me towards being a better lacrosse player. Yeah. And I literally, I told him that. And I voiced that to him, my friends. I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm scared. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to have that drive to want to work out anymore. Yeah. Which isn't true. It, it That mentality stayed with me. I found different friends that were in that same kind of wanting to be healthy and get better and do all that stuff. And I have some amazing friends from all this. So just because your sport is over doesn't mean it goes away. So mm -hmm. you do keep it. I mean, the competitive edge will always be there too. You're going to always yell at your grandma during Uno, <laughs> no matter yeah. what, because she do, yeah. did a draw four on you. It's like, all right, cool, grandma. Things stay with you. It's not like, boom, the door's closed. You have a whole new world of nothing. Right. There's reasons that mindsets and all of that was in, implanted in you when you're starting young and then going through yeah. in the development of like peewee, middle school, high school, college, like mm -hmm. there's a purpose behind everything you're being taught. Yeah. You can MF your coach and hate them all you want. They know what's going on. They do. And I should say the good ones. The yes. good ones know what's yes. going on, right? Everybody has different levels of coaches and they work with different people. I think one of the great things is is CrossFit has every CrossFit coach at one time or every CrossFit athlete at one time mm -hmm. has had to come up against a wall of saying like, who am I when I'm in pain? Mm -hmm. And because I think one of my favorite things I've learned about CrossFit as I've been part of the community is that like, just because I'm injured doesn't mean I can't participate. Mm -hmm. And you do it in your own way and you grow in your own way, but at the other at the other side of that, it's pushing yourself and you'll have coaches and athletes who will say, you need to push yourself harder. Mm -hmm. But then you will also have coaches and athletes, fellow athletes say, you need to stop. Yep. And those are the people you wanna surround yourself with at any time. <laughs> there's there's a couple mindsets that are out there. There's, so you, can, you can be a puppet for a coach. Ooh, okay. Somebody can have all of the skills, they can have all of the talent, and the coach just says, oh, cool, you just beat your personal best. Here, we're going to be in the pool all night until you beat that again. Or, yeah. okay, you scored 10 touchdowns today. Next game, if you don't score 11, I'm not playing you. So yeah. there are certain coaches out there that are literally running players into the ground. And then there's also players that don't know how good they are and aren't pushed, mm -hmm. you need to kind of merge those two together. So as an athlete, you need to have your own conscious. Mm -hmm. You need to know when things are starting to go bad. Right. Like I'm, I'm doing three or four two a days a week. And Solid. yesterday mm -hmm. I got up at 5 a.m., did the workout mm -hmm. and I had worked all day and I'm like, all right, if I go to the gym today, after all this I've done today already, is it going to benefit me? Am I going to have a successful workout? No. You haven't eaten all day. You've been on your feet all day. Mm -hmm. And you've been working. Yeah. You need to go home, 
get your Chipotle. <laughs> get your Chipotle. And continue your Marvel series. Which one? Okay, so hold on. <laughs> Which one are you watching currently? I finished. I finished all the Thors. So I finished Ragnarok last night. Very nice. So, it's. And it comes with age because mm. when I was in college, it was okay. I'm gonna go power lift, and then I'm gonna go eat this mac and cheese and chicken nuggets all night, and then I'm gonna come back and be stronger tomorrow. Well, no, that's not how it is. That's not actually how this works. There are things you have to do. The micronutrients on top mm -hmm. of the macronutrients that people throw at each other, like that part of fitness, is not very well talked about. I know people talk about diet, nutrition, you know. If you cook every meal you eat with good foods, you're going to, you're starting to go in the right direction. You're going to benefit in some way. I normally have the phrase, like, closer to the source, the better. Yes. I used to work with a nutritionist who said, hey, be very wary of what your meat is eating. Mm -hmm. So, like, I candy corn. Mm -hmm. Worst thing for me, I get very sick. I didn't even know this, but I would eat meat, and then I would feel absolutely terrible afterwards. But then again, I was buying cheaper cuts of meat yeah right she was like no, no no meat might not be your issue it's the corn and the hay that the cow is eating and i was like what are you talking about she goes you want grass fed grass finished you know and meat that's a whole nother topic oh. but like the whole concept of like be investigative not only with your mindset of food but where your food is actually mm -hmm. coming from mm -hmm. like and what's fueling your food because what your food is what you eat and what your food is eating affects you. It's yes. a cycle. Mm -hmm. And not many, I don't feel like many athletes talk about that, which is like, we just want to be like, well, you just have to grit up and get better. Mm. Like, that's, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Especially if you're in that top 5%, right? We, mm -hmm. I have so many kids who I see who are in high school or they're in you know, college and they're like, I want to go to the NBA or I want to go to the Olympics or I want to do this. Mm -hmm. And I look at them and I'm like, you understand that this is mind, body, and soul. Yeah. The top 5% is mind, body, and soul. It is not just, if you're a great athlete, good for you. Mm -hmm. That ain't getting you to the Olympics. No. And everyone also thinks it's like, oh, well, I need to spend $10,000 getting like a nutrition coach. And it's like, you can do a ton of that research on your own. Mm -hmm. It just comes down to mindset. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to put your ego aside to be here for the long time? Yeah. And that was, that was big thing that beat me up mentally because before when I was just doing powerlifting, like I was heavy, but yeah. weight moves weight and I was moving some pretty good weight and now I'm way lighter than I was. Yeah. I'm not at those weights anymore, but what, what, where was I going? I was going on a fast track to a heart attack. Yeah. My arteries were going to close up eating all the BS I was eating. I wasn't feeling good. I was out of breath going up the stairs. You know, it's... There's a way to repair things and there's a way to get back into the groove of where you were. Just because something bad happens mm -hmm. doesn't mean it knocks you out completely. Just brings you back a couple steps. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. Same concept, apply that to bigger <clears throat> life. Just yeah. because something happened to you today does not mean you can't come back tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Right? And that can be 110, that can, that can be applied to a ton of things in life, Yeah. right? Which actually does bring me to my next question. So there's a couple questions I do have to specifically ask you. Because we've just been chit-chatting. Yes. Um, at your lowest moment, and I'm talking the lowest moment, what brought you back? 
literally it was my own mind you know it's at the lowest moment you're at rock bottom you have no one i say that because your head says you have no one so your mindset can be your best and your worst enemy you know i could there's been days where i've had mental depression to where i can't even get out of bed i sit there and i I'll turn something on on Netflix just to hear a voice. Like, I've had those things. Okay, well, the next day, maybe I'll get up and go cook something. Maybe I'll get outside. I'll change things. And for me, it's like every six months, things kind of shift a little bit. So like I'll get into a groove and then I'll see that groove going towards the edge. Like, okay, I could have stayed in bed all day today and just kept watching movies and feeling sorry for myself because of my shoulder and be like, oh no, I need to recover. No, not yet. Like it, your mind can dig you deeper, your mind can also bring you out. Your mind is a shovel. It, it, seriously, it, if you accept the negativity and you accept that bad, like when, when we talk about me going through these workouts and putting myself in immense amount of pain, like. Like today, there there were times where my mind's like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, you know what? No, you need to shut up. Like, I'm fine yeah. and I can go harder. Mm-hmm. So there's like a, a tipping point you get to in like say a 20 minute workout. You're eight minutes in, you have 12 minutes left and you're like, this sucks, I wanna quit. Okay, you can either quit and survive 12 minutes yeah. or you can say, nah, you can go away now and I'm going to get better in 12 minutes. So my head has really dug me out of some deep holes. Granted, it's dug me into some deep holes. Um, But, you know, mental health is so important and so not talked about because there are people dealing with some mental depression that you don't even know about. And, you know, friends help fitness helps nutrition plays a role in that everything comes full circle it's a com- it's a combination i i really think people need to start realizing that it's not one thing it's not just nutrition it's not just fitness it's not just your sport it's mm-hmm. not just your mind it is the cohesive harmony of all yeah like stop dividing these things that need to be connected mm-hmm. right my mindset about whether I eat a burger and I actually feel terrible and guilty about it, is that's that's up here. But I could also eat the burger and then go enjoy time with my friends. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like it's it's we do, like you said, we need to start creating bridges between these worlds, and we need to stop thinking, oh well, I'm a nutritionist, I'm all right, or I'm a fitness coach, I'm all right, or I'm a therapist, I'm all right. Yeah. It's we are a community giving back, mm-hmm. right? And I, there's an opposite side to that question though, which mm-hmm. is at your highest moment, mm-hmm. right? At the best of the best that you've ever felt in your life. How did you also bring yourself back down into reality from those moments? There's a hard, hard way to figure out what my highest high is because I rarely let myself feel like, congratulations, you did it, you made it, you did this. Mm. <laughs> Eh. <laughs> good and bad to that okay. so when I have so like two weeks ago I had an amazing week of training right. everything was clicking yeah. 
Yeah. But in my head, I, I told myself, I'm like, this is going to come crashing down. Next week will not be the same. Okay, so hold up, back up. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting that you say that because that also speaks to other mentalities that you've had in the past, mm -hmm. which is, I don't want to get too excited about the good things because I fear that I always know I'm going to come back to the low. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask a little bit of a sensitive question. Do you feel like you don't let yourself become successful because you're afraid of the fall? I would say no to that okay. because the way that I view that is my training is at a constant incline. Ooh, okay. But if we take a closer look at that screenshot of the incline, mm -hmm. there's dips. It, it's, yeah. it's up it's like and down. like the stock market. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yes. So I can be having, like, two weeks ago was a fantastic training week. Yeah. That next Monday, my squat cycle did not go well. Mm -hmm. I, that's when I fell on my shoulder and hurt my AC joint. Okay. okay. Dip. Right. But you also know that those are coming. Yes. You've mentally prepared that you're like, a fall is going to come. Mm -hmm. Which is actually, this is huge, is that that's actually a, a massive sports psychology thing that no one talks about. But mm -hmm. we actually train athletes to expect the fall. Mm -hmm. And then say, okay, when the fall happens, what are three things that you do? Mm -hmm. Because then it creates a normal cycle of the up and down flow. So it's interesting that you mentioned you're actually doing psychology. I don't yeah. know if you do that. No. <laughs> no. Pretty sure I got like a C or a D in psychology. Or you're doing great. We're just going to, we're not going to talk about it. I have a college degree. We're just going to put it down. <laughs> um, no, because like I have had amazing weeks of training back in the day. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm doing nothing but gaining. That's all it's going to be. No. Not going to happen. 405 is not going to feel the same next week. It yeah. doesn't work like that. Yeah. So it was a lot of me getting hot, really, really high and then crashing way harder. Mm -hmm. But realizing that helped me fall half of that distance. Because mentally I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, something's going to happen. I was expecting it. Not necessarily an injury or this or that, like yeah. detrimental. It's going to be like, okay, well, squats felt really heavy today or things didn't feel good today like they did last week mm -hmm. realizing that to almost gear your training okay instead of doing regular back squats I'm going to back off the weight and just focus on form mm -hmm. and instead of just doing I'm going to move from A to B I'm going to I'm going to feel everything in between like I'm going mm -hmm. to squat I'm not just going to try and bounce it out or just barely get through the movement Mentally, I'm going to bring myself down into earth and be like, yeah. I'm going to feel every inch of this quad extension or something like that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. To connect that mind-body connection. Ooh, love that you said that. <laughs> okay. So I, I mean, I don't know much about all this stuff or anything like that, but I know that my head plays such a big role in things mm -hmm. that I'm like, okay, if I'm sitting here doing leg curls, Mentally, I'm going to think about my hamstrings. I'm going to close my eyes and I am going to think. I am going to put my head where my hamstrings are and help it out. Mm -hmm. I, well, it's better than just being a brute and going through what you can. Yeah, it is. Well, and it, that's actually psychology. I think 
the hard part is that so many people go to psychology courses and you know I didn't do great in my first ever one like I didn't I was like I was because I was fighting it mm -hmm. I was like nah, I don't want to I don't want to know what's deep down in there like yeah just stay back but a lot of the things when we become more emotionally intelligent we actually are taking all of these things from psychology but we don't realize it. Mm -hmm. So it, you are, you're using, that's actually called mindfulness. That's actually called being present in the moment. Mm -hmm. And those things actually reduce anxiety, reduce depression, reduce all of these mental illnesses. When we are present in the present moment, mm -hmm. it turns off a certain part of our brain and lets us just be. Mm -hmm. And that's actually when we're the happiest is when we're just being. Um, so I do have to move us on to the next question. Yep. And you and I, I know that you'll be back, so we'll talk about this, especially after you come back from the competition and we'll talk about everything that happened. But the last thing that we talk about on every show is that you get to ask me one question. Oh, wow. I normally hold off on telling uh, people that you get should to have, You should have <laughs> prepped me for this. But. <sighs> with all of this going on, yeah. there are four cameras staring at us. Yeah. <laughs> there is a podcast going on and you're interviewing people. Mm -hmm. What's your biggest message you want to send to the listeners? Like people, what do you want them to get out of all this hard work you do? Like for everybody that isn't watching this, there are four cameras staring at us right now. <laughs> Any piece of video equipment she could have is here. She's got a big microphone that I've, I've never seen one like before like <laughs> there's a lot of effort going into this so there is a purpose for this and I guess that would be my question to you yeah um it's funny because I've actually taken the last two years to really think about that mm -hmm. um <sighs> damn it that was a good one Shit. Um, you got my brain rolling with this psychology stuff. I, I know. Had, so. Shit. Normally, I don't. I don't get asked the questions, but I should have expected it from you. Um, so I've I've been down. I still to this day deal with depression, mm -hmm. right? And and it is life sucking. Yeah. Like there are days where I don't want to get up in the morning, and there are, there are days when I feel great, mm -hmm. right? And it's the same thing. Like I know they're going to happen, and I've learned how to maintain them, and I've learned how to do the dip. And, and ride the roller coaster and come back up. When I got my first two can two notified doctoral diagnosed concussions, mm -hmm. I didn't think I was coming back from it. I thought I was like, I'm I'm going out. I've never been this depressed. I've never felt this alone. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there was so much brain swelling and my parents didn't really know what was going on. That was back when like concussions weren't popular, Yeah, you know? So, and I, I didn't necessarily have the, the best, I had some really amazing friends. I really did. And, and I'm going to have some of those, those great friends come back and be on the podcast, but I also had some, some not so great influences in my life mm -hmm. and from their own demons, right? I don't, I don't put any judgment on them. They had their own shit they were dealing with and it just happened that our shit fell in line. Our demons liked each other. Uh -huh. And um, so back then when I was dealing with all that, I felt so alone and I really didn't think I was gonna make it to 25 years old. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let go. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna stay here, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm done. And um, I nearly failed out of my freshman year of college 
um, went in as a biochemical engineer because I wanted to impress people and I wanted to be smart and important and valuable. And Which you are. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, and I wanted to prove to everyone else, right? I, don't want, I had my ego on my shoulder and I ended up failing out, thinking I was an idiot, feeling miserable, depressed, and I came home and my parents have a rule, anything below a C, you come home, right? Very high mentality family. Yeah. And, and I, I, I pretty much should have come home. And they said, all right, we're giving you one more semester. And I remember thinking to myself, we have to stop living for other people. Mm -hmm. And so I, find, I switched my major, I went into psychology, I learned all of the ways that you know my inner demons were messing with me and i said okay i've got i've got some groundwork i've got i made a change like you said earlier when you were at that moment mm -hmm. i shifted i said we're done i'm changing i'm doing something and back then i don't think i knew i was doing that but i just had to do something new fast forward to today <sighs> i know what it feels like to be totally alone i know what it feels like to be depressed i know what it feels like to be anxious and feel like you can't walk into a room mm -hmm. And I never want an athlete to feel like that. I don't care where you come from. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're dealing with. I just want to give back all the tools that I've learned. Mm -hmm. And I want people to realize that they can survive this and they can come out better and more loving and more kind. And all of these cameras and, and all the times, like I don't, you know, we don't get paid. I don't get paid for a podcast. I don't mm -hmm. get paid to give back this information, but that's the whole point. It's not about getting paid. It's about making sure that an athlete doesn't end up on a suicide list the next day. Yeah. And my husband, he does a job where he has to stop many suicides. And, mm -hmm. you know, he has learned a lot with me and he has stopped suicide. So I'm like, okay, if I can spread this knowledge and it helps my husband help 16 people, shit, why not share as much as I can? Because I don't want, I don't want people to feel alone. <laughs> you know, it's attacking things and talking about the uncomfortable things is important especially for your five-star top recruited athlete yeah. all the way down to the four-year JV player yeah no matter who you are I don't care how good you are how bad you are if you're dealing with something it's time to bring light to it yeah and find a way to fix it yeah because you are never alone even though it feels that way and i know all the <clears throat> demons in your head are going to tell you otherwise and they are very loud yep but don't listen to them don't they're they're not right <laughs> they're not right in any way possible <gasps> yeah there's a quote and i'm probably gonna mess it up but um, I hear it a lot in songs, like, the greatest trick the devil, the devil ever did was convince the world he doesn't exist. Ooh. So. Goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There, <laughs> a lot of what I do is through music, and I, I, I love it, and there's, it helps me dig out of holes or ride the highs and all that, but yeah. the greatest trick that a devil ever did was convince the world he doesn't exist. Mm. Okay. Whether you're a religious person or not, or anything like that, there are negatives and there are positives. Mm -hmm. You can look at it that there's, there's a God and there's a devil. Yeah. Any way you want. Yeah, whatever frame you want to put on it. We're going to just go with the whole devil aspect right now. It is the most manipulative and convincing thing in the world. Yeah. The power behind that 
can be way stronger than the positive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you don't bring light to it, mm -hmm. talk about it, and find a way to fix it, it'll consume you and drag you down. Oh, it's like, it's like having weights on your ankles in a mm -hmm. giant swimming pool. Mm -hmm. It just feels like it doesn't matter how hard you're swimming, you're going to keep sinking. Mm -hmm. Like, and the number one way to tackle that is looking at the weights yeah. and saying, I put these on the ankles and it's time to unlock them. Like it's taking, and, and this is hard because a lot of us are face the darkness, you know, you can call it whatever you want to, yeah. the, the, we face this really difficult part, but none of us want to talk about it mm -hmm. because we're like, oh, people are just going to move farther away from us. And yes, there are people who are gonna move far away from you. I get that, but also realize when, when you have people who move far away from you, when you've been honest about what you're struggling with, it is because they are struggling with the same thing mm -hmm. and they haven't been able to look at their own weights on their own ankles. I'm 26. I haven't lived like the craziest life in the world, but I have lost way more friends than I have gained. Oh yeah. <clears throat> but it's for the better. Mm -hmm. Because those people weren't supposed to be in my life. Like I can I can remove myself now and see how they're living their lives. It's not how I want to be. Mm -hmm. But if you bring light to something and somebody runs from you, don't don't necessarily take that as a negative. Yeah. That just means they weren't meant to be in your life. And like you and I were talking the other day about the transition from high school to college, like that is a huge gap. It is. You are so controlled in high school and in college, they're like, mm, have fun. Decide what you want to do for the rest of your life when six months ago you were asking to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Now <laughs> you can literally show up to no classes, sit online and listen to lectures, and then do your sport. Like, yeah. It. Freedom of college is good and bad. And yeah, I've been on both sides of that. We're definitely going to come back and talk about yeah. that one because there's so many college athletes who get thrown in that. But however, we are at the end of our time. <sighs> All right. So thank you guys for joining us today. We are going to um, definitely everybody. put this on everywhere so everybody can see this. And um, any last words? Uh, just be a good person <laughs> in a world full of hate. Be good. Like, you know, smile, be polite. Let's let's start changing things from what social media shows you. Yeah, no joke. Another <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Oh my Thank gosh. you guys. Have a good one.